Hello, good day everyone, welcome to another episode. This is the Magic the First Pioneers podcast, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm one of the hosts, Kevin Finkel, joined here with my co-hosts. Yeah, are you the main host or are you the co-host? I don't know. I, I, I don't know, like I'm one of, one of hosts. Yeah, there yeah. You go. <laughs> <laughs> But hey everybody, it's me, it's Ryan, uh, Cardboard Samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan, and other co-hosts. What up? It's your boy, Ashiok, the actual main host, because I called dibs. Huh. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we're uh, we're wrapping this year up or something. You know, we're about to yeah. hit 2024. Yeah. It's been another wonderful year of Pioneer. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Figured, you know, you know, if we waited another week, it really wouldn't be, you know, it, it might as well wrap it up. You know, there's nothing going on at the end of the year. So yeah, everyone's with friends, family. There's not any important events. Exactly. Exactly. But <laughs> something yeah. like that. So a couple things that I wanted to do today, like you said, a year in review. Also, I want to do like a 2024 wish list. Like, what do you guys want to want from Pioneer Ooh. next year? But before all that, I think we had a couple of results that we should go over because, you know, last time we had our banning discussion and we didn't talk about anything that's happened in December. So let's let's do that first. That um, sounds good. A nice uh, casual episode here. You know, I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's a little crazy with the holidays, so I'm glad we're getting one in here that we can talk about all these a few events that have fired. Why don't we start ourselves off with um, Pioneer Challenge? How far back Pioneer Challenge on the Challenge first. From, I think the first. I just started on the first. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I'll take it away. Uh, so we got first place right. here uh, is Lotusville Combo. Uh, then we have Rakdos Midrange, Rakdos Midrange, Grixis Phoenix. Uh, then we got another Lotusfield combo, another Convoke, Azoria Spirits, and wait, is this ma, 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 Mono Green? Mono Green, yeah. Ah, this is before the bannings, right? <laughs> yeah, it's before the bannings, yeah. I think the bannings I was about to ask, place, is this like, pre-ban? Yeah, this is pre-ban. Yeah, okay. I think the ban took yeah. place, like, I think it was the 9th or something of this month. Uh, it was the 11th, I think. So yeah, Let's make sure we got that context. So interestingly, you know, there is none of the other band deck, the Geological Appraiser deck, in this top 32 here, it looks like. No, Not no. yet. There is some Amalia, though. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's like one or two of the Amalia. I think this is yeah. this is just when people were like, yeah, it's bad. And then people started realizing. That uh, or which something one, what, Amalia is bad? Or? Uh, that um, the, the Elephant Man is bad. Okay. This yeah. geological appraiser yeah. kind of came up in the in the time after. Okay, so nothing. I mean, again, we don't have to spend a lot of time on these initial ones pre-banning, but I do kind of want to go over, you know, the deck list. So let's continue with the next one. You, you guys want me to take it out? The uh, uh the there was second... there was actually just one thing yeah. I wanted to talk yeah. about the first though, because yeah. like it's the first of like many things that this will go on. It's the it's the it's the arc of Grixis Phoenix and what it makes different, and because it is a deck that has stuck around since, and I feel mm-hmm. as though uh, we have to do our due diligence and talk about it. Um. So uh, the difference between uh, Black Red Fe- or, or uh, sorry, um, uh, is it Phoenix versus uh, uh, Demir's Demir? It's oh, yeah. Grixis Phoenix. Yeah. Um, is is the inclusion of the new card Bitter Triumph? Um, it being a solid removal spell that helps pitch Arc like Phoenix. Uh, is what kind of like ended up making it move? Because the biggest problem with like um, Grixis Phoenix beforehand was it wasn't playing Lightning Axe, so you didn't have these consistent ways other than Ledger Shredder to be able to discard them from your hand. Um, mm. other than like maybe hitting it off a consider or a picklock prankster or pieces of the puzzle or something something like that. And uh, the big differences between the two are uh, now that you get to play a playset of Thoughtseize, you get to play Fatal Push, which is some of the better mm-hmm. removal. Because uh, some of these cards now are just like ignoring the fact of like 2-3 damage. Like uh, like now we have Fatal Push that actually can answer like Shieldred 
Uh, so your one mana card is actually answering it. Well, you also have a place of a bitter triumph to be able to interact with it. Thoughtseize to just be able to get these early cards out of your opponent's hand. So you don't have to play this like counter magic game. So you can be like rest in peace a little bit easier without having nice. to up all the mana. Um, and you got access to a lot better sideboard cards, to be honest. Like uh, you got access to the board clears, a lot better board clears rather than Brotherhood End. You get access to Ritual Soot, Languish, Extinction Event. Um, and then you got access to cards like Go Blank. Uh, Dark Betrayal is something that's seen a little bit of play. This one is just a one mana instant speed, destroy target black creature. Uh, it's just a way to answer Shieldred a lot more cleaner because this deck uh, always had a Shieldred problem. All Phoenix decks did. Um, and yeah, that's just the the, the big key, the, the key difference. The deck does play uh, one or two Steam Bends to be able to cast Arclight Phoenix for when you draw it and you're in those dorky games. Uh, but yeah, uh, this deck has like, been a really cool innovation on the format because of Bitter Triumph and uh, we'll see it uh, take different forms all throughout these next top hits. And yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Thought I'd, I thought I'd hit the highlight of the stack first, because oh, yeah. we're going to be seeing a little yeah. bit of it. Uh, moving on. You guys want me to do it, or do you want to do it, Kevin? Uh, I can jump on to the next one. Yeah, this is 12-2. the third? Uh, the second. 12-2, okay. Let's do the second one. Okay, so that one's in the second. In the first place, Molly Combo. Rakdos Midrange, second. Boros Convoke. Is it Phoenix? Grixis Phoenix. Mono Red Aggro. Uh, still mono green, still with Karn here, and Grixis Phoenix. So, a couple Phoenix. Uh, a lot three of Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, you know, this was pre-banning. You know, Phoenix was looking real good against Geological Appraiser, was looking real good against Amalia. Uh, it seemed like a good place to be, so no big surprise there, even though we're not really seeing that uh, that Neoform deck, or not Neoform, that uh, Geological deck. Right? Yeah, the Geological deck uh, only shows up at 25th for this challenge, so we know it existed and it okay. was still being worked on, but uh, we mainly see another Grixis Phoenix again. We see two copies, and I think Phoenix got really good in the meta because it had like a pretty okay Rakdos midrange matchup. If anything, it was pretty good. Um, it always mattered on player skill for that. Uh, and then I think we had a really good matchup against the Amelia combo, which was helped keeping it down because a lot of this in- instant speed interaction and fast mm-hmm. walk, uh, being able to answer your opponent's threats. Uh, and I think the only other thing I have to say about this topic is shout out to my Boros Convoke person. That's my IRL friend, Manny. Good sh- good job, man. Good job. Nice. A lot of Rakdos mid-range. Not, not in the top 16, but like after the top 16. Top 32 had a lot of Rakdos. Yeah, Rakdos is like uh, the default for a lot of people to play, which makes a lot of sense. It's just been a figure in the format for, what, three years now? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to say about the twelve two? Or should we move on to the twelve uh, three? I'm guessing there's one what Friday, Saturday, and Sunday or something. Yeah. So they added a Friday challenge now, so we have more results to talk about. Nice, nice. All right. So moving on, I'll do the uh, the next twelve three challenge. Uh, we had hidden strings or lotus combo in uh, first place. As always, control in second place. Rakdos midrange in third. Mono red aggro in fourth. Azorius spirits in fifth. Azorius control in sixth. Grixis Phoenix in seventh, and then Burrows Convoke in eighth. This is wow. Zorius Control's making a comeback, at least in this uh this uh tournament it did. Yeah, so people's logic for why Azorius Control is good right now is because it has a pretty oh, pretty good Phoenix matchup. Uh your Rakdos mid-range matchup is like also pretty good. And you can just like handle you can sideboard pretty well for the Amelia combo deck. Uh so you, you kind of have all these different accesses uh to be able to to, to win. I think the only bad matchup for blue white control has to be Lotus Field. Uh, like Lotus Field combo, more specifically. They just, like, they're just so consistent, and they just have so many different hate pieces and ways to get around the counter magic that would exist. So, 
Yeah, uh, Azorius Control Makes has sense. had a really good uh, run. Uh, we also see um, Gabriel Nassif uh, in 7th, Grixis Phoenix, so, you know, he's hopping on the trend, and uh, we're seeing a $71 deck in 4th place, so. Yeah, Mono Red. Pretty basic, pretty stock, it looks like. Just Mono Red faster Gessler. than everybody else. Mono Red Gessler sometimes. Uh, it probably got killed, but if I had to guess, it probably got killed by the Azorius Control player, or me. Uh, I, I, I think it would be the Azorius Control player that ended up killing him, so. Makes sense why it's not the Lotus Field. I don't know like the Lotus so, Field. Yeah, so it looks like we're starting to see a little bit of a correction. I mean, again, it's it's online, so it starts to. I, I People adapt a lot quicker, you know, but we're starting to see. I mean, there's still a lot of Rakdos, but it looks like everything else is kind of like, you know, we get the control. We yep. have, you know, uh, Convoke and stuff like that. It's starting to spread out a little bit more. So let's yeah, we, move on to our next one. Uh, do you want to take uh, the 12 8 one? Sure. I got you. Um,. Once it loads, cool. Uh, so we're seeing again Grixis Phoenix in first, uh, with Fractal Sacrifice in second, Lotus Field combo third, Azorius Lotus Field on fourth, uh, Amelia combo fifth, Rakdos Midrange in sixth and seventh, and then uh, eighth we have Mono Black Discard. Uh, for this one, so for this one as well, we're also seeing uh, a lot more Is It Phoenix and uh, Rakdos mm-hmm. and Amelia, which is uh, kind of just how the meta ended up playing out after the bannings. Um, I think this is exactly after the bannings. Um, and w- I think out of uh, the top 32, we see two Quintorius decks survive mm-hmm. the bannings and still exist. Um, other interesting decks that we end up seeing here as well is in 14th place, we have an Azorius Artifact Control, uh, It's probably which looks to just be like uh, a Tezzeret Betrayer of Flesh deck with like some Supreme Verdicts using cards like Spring-Loaded Sawblades and other random artifacts uh synergies which is kind of cool i'm super surprised to see waste not oh waste not is always a deck that people will try to register love it yeah. mid top eight i know people always register it i mean i would always register it too but just like actually doing well that's impressive yeah it's also playing uh what the new bat god so aklats or aklats aklazots yeah, like yeah we also got a raven man on the board for the grindy matchups Nice, nice. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're starting to see a lot more. Um, we're, we're seeing Grixis Phoenix take its first challenge dub, so it's cool to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, really it for this. Yeah. One. Anything else? Or move on to the next one, Kevin? You want to hit up the twelve uh, nine? Yeah, I can talk about the twelve nine. So this should be day of the ban. Is that correct? Uh, this is the. I think this is right. For, uh, I think this is right after. This is probably the weekend before. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, we posted on twelve eight. I think was the last time. I think so. So this should be because uh, I think the bands were on the fourth. Got it. Okay, right? so this one. Anyways, yeah, go for it. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, so this one's got Slesnia Angels as number one. Uh, is it Phoenix Rakdos Midrange Bant Spirits uh, Enigmatic Fire Azorius Control Amelia Combo and Azorius Control. Now, what what stands out there for you? Oh, fires. I wonder. I wonder. Hmm. Oh, it's my fires, baby. Yeah, I, yeah. I ended up playing this deck a, few, a little bit. Um, I'm not really a big fan of the Yorion pile much anymore. I think Yorion kind of mm. just got outclassed a little bit. Uh, I did try this list, though, and it was pretty... It felt pretty... It felt, felt good. I really like the get losses in the main, the portable holes that you get to play because of the fact that you're playing not Karuga. But eh, the list list is cool, though. The list is fun. The list is innovative. Um it's it, we're starting to see like it actually like because like the reason that ignatic fire is, is the big winner right afterwards right uh right after the bands is because you don't have to play cyber cards for mono green so yeah. now we get to play three archon mirror and the board solely for all lotus so it's kind of interesting uh it's something i will be trying um 
I think Celestia Angels making a comeback makes a little bit more of a sense. Uh, again, it's bad matchup is that probably would make sense. I think Lotus the Field. I think the Bant Spirits is the the really strange one here. You know that one kind of stands out as I, I wouldn't think you'd want to be playing Spirits when you could be playing Smuggler's Copter. Yeah, I think um, I think it was, with this one specifically, uh, Ramath is the player that is just kind of like known as the Spirits guy. Uh, he it's the okay. only thing he plays, so he probably just jammed into it anyway, knowing that you know he he just likes the deck. Um, he's playing two Smuggler's Copter in his deck list too, so we get a lot of of Amalia combo in this week as well. It yeah. seems like that's kind of like filled the uh, filled the void of the dis- the um, the discover decks. Yeah, it's uh, Amelia combo starts to become a little bit more on the um, more broken side. Uh, broken being that it sees a lot more play, but I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting that Angels actually had a really good weekend uh, with two rather than like mm-hmm. the zero it usually puts in. So yeah. we're we're seeing a lot more Angels, and I think it has to do with the fact that uh, it just it, it goes quick and it, it just gains life, and I think it, it just like can it's it can reasonably survive the Amelia combo because that deck just goes to above twenty all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once the board clears up, they just put more angels into play, have more blockers. They also have um, the one four, which will create spirits to be able to block Amelia. Uh, and mm-hmm. it has a really it, like I think the Celestia Angels versus Is It Phoenix match is Celestia Angels favored by like I think it's like 80, 20, 75, 25 at best. Like it is, it is such a buy for uh, Angels. I think it's one of the more lopsided matchups that we actually have in Pioneer. So it's kind of cool that 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 was the tech. Uh, for the weekend. Ooh, 14th place. Someone's playing Bard class. Whoa, oh, no. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. Yeah. All right, go for it. What do you like it's, about the Bard list? Oh, Inti. I know everyone's been talking about playing Inti in there, and I think that's really interesting. Hmm. Um, that card's been uh, do you like the below commune my with radar. The spirits? What's up? Do you like the commune with the spirits? Oh, wow. Yeah, I had that in there before. Nah, I think that's... Mm, I've played that before. Fan. Yeah, I had that instead of a Oath of Nissa just because it grabs um, grabs your... Actually, He's playing both. Oath of Nissa as well. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I would say one... Way. Yeah, I mean, it stops the combo, but it gets you Bard class easier. See, that's why I just went with like the whole let's just draw cards with uh, Samet and like uh, Galia and stuff like that and like uh, Inti just... Don't even worry about wasting those four slots and just put in more cards to draw you cards, like more creatures. Like 19 seems really low. But. Okay. I think what I was more going to point out, I think, is the metagame summary for this one. We're now looking at Abzan and Combo at seven copies in this top 32. Uh, you know, that's starting to be, it's it's second only to Is It Phoenix as mm. far as uh, number of people playing yeah. it here. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to the next one. Is that me next? I would think so or, or do you want to do it yeah okay i can do 12 so 12 10 right yeah all right so 12 10 uh first place we have is it phoenix second place we have uh amazon amelia combo third is it phoenix fifth amelia combo sixth rakdos seventh boros aggro which i'm guessing is just uh, like heroic. Invoke. it's heroic yeah oh it's heroic okay oh, okay and then uh, after that we got uh Quintorius combo yeah so this not of course the discover i mean it is discover one but it's not the uh appraiser one um pretty diverse i would say except you know my is definitely putting up better results than it had before i think people are trying to optimize the deck uh, a little bit more i'm surprised to see heroic making a comeback there i think that's really good i think when you're not i mean there isn't a lot of rectus midrange i think heroic does really well 
Um, I think Heroic doing well specifically here is just because I think Convoke has gotten kind of bad. I think Convoke's in mm-hmm. a really bad spot right now because it doesn't beat Phoenix consistently. It yeah. can't beat Amelia combo and it can't beat Rakdos midrange consistently now. And so it's just kind of gone, honestly, because like mm. you have three not great matchups within the top five of the meta. Like you mm. can't exist as a deck and have three bad matchups. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think the more interesting thing is that Quintorio's combo is still sticking around. Yeah. This is pretty diverse. This is more diverse than I thought it would be. After seeing so many Rakdos in Amalia, the the previous one, this is uh, you know nice to see that. Uh, I guess you could say nature's healing. I don't know. Nature do be healing. Um. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to say about that? Any other interesting decks, um, or should we move on to the next result? Looking around. I'm looking around. I don't see anything too too insane, too too exciting. So I think uh, we only really have one more. Because we had the DreamHack Dallas coming up soon, so... There's, a uh, There's Harry 13. I don't know if we noticed, but there was Harry 13 in this last challenge, the 10 one, at 12th, with playing, uh, Rakdos Aggro, which is nice. just, like, a new take on, um, Rakdos Midrange, where you're just kind of, like, your, cur- your curve stops at 3 for, for a playset of Fable, but that's really it. He's playing a playset of Bloodsoak Champion, a playset of Ooh, Knight, copter. Uh, uh, yeah, a playset of Copter, some Bitter Triumphs, some Scrap Heap Scroungers, we're, and some NTs. We're getting back into it. Nice. Yeah, you know, we had Timu, I think, on the same kind of thing in the previous challenge. Uh, I guess maybe that one was a little bit more on, like, Inti, but um, yeah, I think that what we're kind of doing is sort of what I said we should do is like, hey, I don't know if, uh, you know, Copter is better than Bankbuster and Rakdos midrange, but maybe we just need to find a slightly more aggressive Rakdos deck because Rakdos is great and uh, Copter is great. True. I think there's like the two different thoughts. Like there's people that are just jamming it into like into just classic red black. And I think that's just so wrong. Uh, if anything, I think a lot of my friends that have been like preparing for the USRC, the thing that I've been seeing is like they're just like cutting Shieldred from their decks, which is insane to think about. Blasphemous. It's insane, but it, it's it's correct. Shieldred has just lost a lot of equity. You just can't have a card that just sits there and doesn't do a whole lot. Like obviously, losing two life is like sometimes a good pressure, but like it's not what it used to be. The format's definitely gotten a lot quicker because of Amelia combo. So last one then you get you want to do the last one uh, Ashiok? Sure, I would love to. Uh, so 15. we have is it Phoenix uh, in first, uh, Melee combo second, Rakdos midrange third. Shout out to my boy House of Mana for that result. Uh, then we got Grixis Phoenix at fourth, Rakdos midrange at fifth, Azorius Lotus Field at sixth, midrange at seventh, and is it Phoenix at eighth? Ooh, what Rakdos and Phoenix here. Yeah, we're not seeing... Oh, and this one went all the way down to 64. So we got a lot more data to look at. And we're mm. seeing 12 copies of Rakdos midrange, 11 copies of Izzet Phoenix, 9 copies of Blue White, 8 copies of Amelia, and then everything else has 3 or less copies. So again, a really diverse meta, at least, but we are Except seeing some standouts. Eight. We are seeing some yeah. standouts, yeah. All right, so two things. I have one that I want to talk about real quick. There was a uh, Last Sun uh, Pioneer Legacy event last weekend, and then we also have DreamHack that just finished. I don't know, maybe Kevin can do that one. But let me let me talk about the um, 
Pioneer slash Legacy Last Sun event. There was 252 people uh, in in um, this event. Uh, we had uh, Black Red Aggro. I mean, again, these are just the overall about the aggregate uh, top eights. It's not so much maybe what the top performing deck was. It's what the winner was using, I believe. So uh, we had Black Red Aggro, Black Red Aggro, uh, Explore Avzan, Black Red Aggro, Spark Double Combo, which I'm guessing is just Quintorius, right? Uh, Black Red Aggro, Perhelion, uh, Avzan Perhelion, and then Lotus Combo. And I'm guessing, I don't know, is, is it Aggro or is it... Yeah, it looks like all oh, Shield Reds in this one and Fable. So I'm guessing it's more mid-range. I don't think they're actually all Aggro. I think it's just all uh, Black Red mid-range. So very, very skewed towards Rakdos for, for those players. Um, I don't know, anything else you guys want to talk about from that? Or should we just move on to the uh, DreamHack No, this looks, this looks pretty exactly what I thought it would be like. Um, just yeah. up, it's, yeah. it's still diverse, but there's like four decks we're seeing. All right, then let's hmm. finish up the results with DreamHack. Do you want to do it, Kevin? Or all right, yeah, I can, I can, I can manage the DreamHack results. So 17, number one, thirteen hundred. Okay, make sure I've got the day yeah. two. Thirteen hundred seven. Thirteen hundred seven players. Yeah, and how many? Uh, how many <laughs> people move on from this? Uh, how many invites? Thirty-two like getting invites. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. All right, so I believe is this in the right order here? Uh, Robert King, uh, first place with his Phoenix. Don't think they won the event, but it is. It's That's what eight. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how we've got the. Uh, uh, I can figure it out. Just, it always. I does can figure this. it out. You just talk. Oh, it looks like okay. Daniel Weiser. Yeah, like. Daniel Weiser won. Uh, so Zorius control. Okay, perfect. Anyway, so Zorius control, first place. Uh, second place is it Phoenix. We had third and fourth. Uh, Zorius control and another is it Phoenix. No, no, that's not right. Uh, we have Rectos Midrange and another yeah. is Phoenix. There we go. Yeah, so two copies of everything of the decks that we've been kind of like saying are the standouts, the Phoenixes, the Rectos, mm -hmm. the Control, and the Amelia combo. And it did end up getting taken down by one of the Control players. Um, their Control list just looks pretty stock. Okay. Uh, however, they're on a Yorion Control version. So like they're playing some Omelices, uh, some They're playing a, a wider variety of spells because obviously they can because they're... Yorion, and it's not, I don't know, it's it's everything pretty basic. Nothing too, too, too scary, too exciting. Um, everything now, looks pretty stock. Would I be wrong to say that I think people are just kind of playing it safe this weekend and just going with, you know, I mean, if, if they had more time, I think if people had more time to kind of, re maybe not react, but to uh, optimize decks and to... I guess, you know, build in some stop gaps against like the top decks. Maybe this would have been a little bit more diverse, but I think people, you know, hey, Rakdos is always a safe bet. Mother combo seems like the best combo, creature combo deck right now, and Zori's control, you know, can can stop stuff. Yeah, it's a little imperfect because, you know, it's hard to be like, oh, did people not have enough time to test Rakdos midrange? Or were they just like, hey, this deck's been good for the last two and a half years. Why don't we keep playing it? Mm -hmm. I think well, there's I mean, a lot. It's a safe bet, yeah. I think there's a lot more of just like, People under I think Amelia combo kind of became the boogeyman of this format, uh, especially going into it. I think there was a lot of people on Twitter uh, very being very concerned about Amelia combo. It's been like, oh my god, uh, there's going to be so much of it. Like you have to be able to prepare. Is there is this deck tier one? What cards do you want? I saw Doomwake trying to find some random cards that he thought were nuts against it or something uh, the day before. Uh, mm -hmm. Like people, people just thought this was going to be the boogeyman of the format, and I think it simply just wasn't. I think people. 
people were so worried about playing so many different sideboard cards for it. I think it had an okay weekend. I think it's easily going to be one of the top three decks. Uh, and it, I think, I think the problem with Emilio combo comes more so having to play it in paper is atrocious. Uh, I think playing it uh, online is even more atrocious. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see a banlist update purely because of the cleanness of the deck, uh, not because of power level or anything. Realistically, I think it's pretty uh, pretty counterable to be honest. A Graph Digger's Cage is a pretty good card against them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people just need to play. I mean, we just need more time to pl- to set up a, a sideboard, a plan against them. I think, you know, give it give it like you know until next year. You know, we come back from the holidays. I think this deck will will not be as oppressive or not maybe not oppressive. It won't be as common as it is uh, in December. That's right. my opinion, at least. All right. No, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think I'm low on the idea of them banning it, but I, I could see it. It is still, you know, a turn three win, which is what they just said they didn't want I don't, to have. Um, I, I do give some stock to the fact that, you know, it's it's a combo kind of from cards from the new set, and that tends to weigh on opinions on whether or not they would actually ban mm-hmm. something. Just like I, they got rid of a Ballista instead of uh, a Heliod. I don't think of it like that. I don't think of it because of it's the combo. And, like, I think it's because the combo is so atrocious to pull off. Because uh, you're sitting there, because, like, we all know the new rule that came out where if the game would end up being, like, if someone casts, like, whatever pump spell on Amelia and you have to keep comboing, they may, they force you to mill your entire deck out because you have to progress the game in some way rather than mm-hmm. just drawing the game like it would on Moto. But that's besides the point. I think what a lot of it is is just you're sitting there milling, having to counter, get these lies. You can't really shortcut it because you have to explore, you have to interact. Yeah. And you're sitting there for like 10, 15 minutes while this combo goes off. Especially if it's a newer player, it's tracking 10, life, tracking it's, your. It, it yeah, is. It is exactly the same reason that Second Sunrise is banned in modern. It's exactly the reason that Yorion was banned in modern. It wasn't necessarily because of power level. It was exactly because it's awful in a tournament setting. There will be so many more draws that exist in Pioneer. There are so many more. Just like ah, uh, it's just it creates such a a, a to nightmare. To be honest, I'm just having to think about all of these different factors. Should I touch on that that exact Amalia ruling? Because I don't know if our listeners have any Go questions about that. So yeah, so what was happening here is that. Um, most of the time where this would come up is like you had you played an Amalia, you go for the combo, and you you know, you had just played the Amalia this turn. So it gets really big, it gets up to twenty power, but you don't get to kill your opponent. All you did was gain a ton of life, you set up the top of your deck, you probably put Dina on the top of your deck so you can combo again next turn. So you pass to your opponent, they do whatever, you go back to you, you play your Dina, and you okay, okay, I'm gonna play my wild growth walker, maybe from the graveyard, try and go again, and you start doing this combo, and because you're already above twenty power Amalia will never destroy everything on the board, which is how the combo normally stops. So what it happens is with Wild Growth Walker in play, you gain life. It's not a May. You must explore. That's not a May. It keeps going back and forth no matter what. So your your options as the Amalia player is like, okay, I look at the top of my card. Am I putting it in my graveyard? Am I leaving it on top? And those are your only options. You can just keep doing that forever. So eventually you say, okay, well, I guess I'll... So, the opponent would have to break the combo by killing the Dina, because that's normally why you're, you're setting this up. So, like, let's say they have two removal spells. They kill the Dina. Now you have to keep doing this, or the game ends in a draw. Um, but what, what happens is that if the opponent has a second removal spell, then it's best for them to wait until their deck is empty. Then you kill Amalia, the combo stops, and the opponent will draw from an empty deck. So the Amalia combo players were saying, okay, well, I'll just leave it on top and continue to choose that choice. 
the tournament ruling was that, hey, you do have to make that other choice if possible, you know, advance the game and eventually you'll mill out through your whole deck. So uh, that is the ruling. It, it's not super relevant, but if people have any questions or have been hearing people complain about this change, that that's what happened there was that yeah. ruling. The ruling was changed exactly because what was what what a common st- sideboard strategy that started happening on Moto, like uh, one deck that I'll highlight in particular was Mick Winsauce playing Grove Vehicles. Uh, he ended up playing a sideboard Rimrock Knight uh, with no other purpose than to draw the game against Amelia combo because you would find it off of Huntsman, uh, sacrificing a creature, and now you have an instant speed plus 2-0 to give to Amelia when they hit the, the 20 mark or whatever to be able to make it not blow up the board, and you would just draw the game and then go next because the deck was really good at beating Amelia game one, and then games two and three, you would just try to consistently draw the game. I mean, hey, that that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's why the, that's why there was a change because people started adopting the cyborg strategy of K okay, win game one, draw the next games, and in a tournament setting, that's atrocious. Because do you know how many judges have to go find these tables where they're going to turns because well they're in game two when they've actually played five games. I got nothing to say. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's awful. So I wouldn't be surprised if Amelia doesn't get banned off power level, but rather than the fact of just playing with these cards. I mean, full full disclosure, just to everybody that listens, I have not been able to play Paper Magic in months because there's no local events going on right now outside of, like, central Tokyo. So I cannot say I, you know, care about... Not care about... I haven't had the, uh, the pleasure of losing to Malia Combo over and over again. Yeah. A lot of the... I... I... Have had a happen a little bit. There's a couple players locally here that have picked up the deck, and I there was another team tournament this weekend where there was two players having playing Amelia combo. And as I got up and walked around because I was on the modern seat, I was playing coppers. I just like finished my match, look around, and I'm seeing two and like two Amelia players went to time every single time because they would gain they would go to 90 life. And then the other opponent would sit there because like the opponent didn't kill him, and they would just sit there and be like, "Okay, cool, we draw the game." There was five draws that weekend, all of them from the Pioneer Seed. Yeah, well, we'll have to keep an eye on that, and you know, we'll, maybe we'll come back to to that topic uh, after um, the New Year's. But uh, it's okay with you guys. Do you want to move on to sure, the main part of this topic or the main part of this episode? So yeah, I wanted to go over just what happened this year. Uh, you know. I had a couple questions for you guys. I wanted to ask you, you know, what the biggest decks were, best cards, etc. Before that, though, aside from like the best decks and best cards, what would you say were the? What would you guys say are the biggest things, or what is the biggest thing to happen to Pioneer in twenty twenty three? I think the biggest thing to happen to Pioneer in twenty twenty three was it being an RC format for like three of the four seasons like it was it was always in the forefront of everyone's mind people were people are always actively playing it actively discovering in it actively trying to figure out fun things to do or competitive things to do and so 2023 was kind of really the year of pioneer because it was our rc's everywhere it was always the format that was talked about however was the format at its best this year no i would say no i i i think some of the, the the biggest thing was putting it in the spotlight uh, and I think putting it on the spotlight, we've now officially started seeing some changes from Wizards. And I think, if anything, that's the best thing. I think right yeah. at the tail end of this year, we started seeing really good changes because they, quote unquote, are actively yeah. looking at Pioneer now. How true is that going to be for 2024? We can only wait. However, yeah. 
uh, the hopeful magic player in me is like, thank God they're going to be looking at this format. Maybe they'll listen to my complaints about Amelia. Um, I think I think we're we're taking steps in the right direction, especially with uh, the big things happening in Pioneer this year. Uh, and hopefully we see a little bit more of this banning unbanned type thing because I think it's pretty fun. I think changing the meta often is very fun. Uh, it allows for new decks to be discovered and new memories to be created. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I agree. I think we definitely need to bring in more casual players, more people that want to have fun playing Pioneer and making it the most fun format um, is, is definitely you know, one of the goals that they should have for 2024. But anyways, yeah, 2023. Um, Kevin, anything that you want to say, uh, anything that you think is kind of like a big thing to happen in Pioneer, or do you just kind of agree with that? I think that that's probably the better answer than anything I had. You know, <laughs> I think that these latest bannings were a pretty big toss-up because we hadn't seen bannings for over a year. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that probably, you know, the, the actual competitive scene is really what's been going on. And, and I do want to, you know, I do think that we're getting closer to Explorer being real Pioneer on Arena. That's probably would have been my other honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah, I went with the bannings, unbannings. I think that's just something that really needed to happen, we needed to shake it up. And then like Ashiok said, them saying that they're going to be paying attention to it more, that announcement alone has, you know, I think it's, it's pretty big. You know, going forward, making it into a a real eternal format instead of a, an afterthought, like you know, in the background of uh, legacy and modern. Yeah, like my biggest issue was is like they. I really loved the fact that they were like, "Okay, RCs are a thing now. They're gonna be pioneer. Good luck." But it kind of just felt like they like picked the format without like very having a very good knowledge of it or like ever playing it. To be honest. Because, like, mm -hmm. the format was very atrocious, and it continued being atrocious for, like, a year, and now they're, like, looking at it, and they're like, oh, maybe we need to make some changes. And so now we're finally getting more of this, like, help, which is kind of good. However, we're not gonna, we're, we're, we're moving to it being standard Pioneer Modern, so only a third of the year is going to be really dedicated towards Pioneer. Yeah. So we'll have to see because i don't know if this format will forever be on their core or their their front of their brain when it's not the main format i wish they would have taken these steps a year ago but better late than never i guess yeah okay um let's move on to my next question then biggest decks of 2023 what stands out to you the most now these don't have to be the winningest decks but just like in maybe had a, a big impact or you know just kind of stood out for you like what, what would you guys say are the biggest decks of 2023 um if i had to go with like if i had to identify 2023 by the decks that made up the era i think that's a different question by the decks that i would pick that represent 2023 because i think the decks that kind of like came to the forefront and were created in 2023 were obviously discover combo uh that yeah. one was a very short-lived one however it was kind of primarily uh, a 2023 thing i think the rise of boros convoke is a big yes. topic for 2023 uh yeah i agree we, we yeah. that deck was yeah. not a thing and now it is here is it the best in the meta no but mm. it is here now um, more than a flash in the pan yeah it's it just... survived yeah. Um, I think I think now we're starting to see a lot more of like the rise of blue white. I think I think blue white has, has had a really good year this year, uh, with what everything being said. Because I still think blue white is not a great deck, but it's better than nothing now. So we're there. Control, you mean? Uh, yeah, blue white control. Um, yeah. But I do think that the decks of the year though have to just be like Rakdos. It was Rakdos and yeah. Phoenix just had such a great year. Yeah, 
I, I would agree. Reactus Phoenix. I would say Lotus Field combo kind of came out of obscurity. Um, it just seemed like it just started putting up. I think like last year it just wasn't really as good as it was this year. Maybe it's still not the best deck, but I still think that, you know, it's definitely uh, caused people to fear it again. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. Uh, also, Abzan, Perhelion. It sounds like a lot of people hate Abzan, so I would say they, that had a pretty big impact on 2023. I guess Amelia combo was something that also yeah, wasn't wrong. mentioned for 2023. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Amelia combo still needs to be... Is it Amalia or Amelia? I don't know, man. I called that ABBA, but then everyone was like, what okay. does ABBA mean? And so I had to conform to everyone yeah. else. Okay. Oh, I was pushing ABBA for a while. I still sure. pushed yeah. ABBA, and people, people started ignoring it. They're like, just call it Explore combo. And I'm like, whatever. Okay. Um, one other deck that I'm just kind of happy to see more of in 2023 is the Waste Knot deck. I'm so happy that it's finally putting up results. I think now that I'm actually like putting more thought into it, I think also I want to shout out like an honorable mention because I still think there's time to develop it. I think Grow Vehicles had a good year as well. I think yeah. I think near the tail, I think that that deck got a lot of good cards oh, yeah. this year. Yeah. Like I think we really I underestimated lot, the though. the Huntsman's Redemption. I think that's yeah. the big one that kind of like started pushing this deck to be actual competitive this year. Um, and I think we're we're about to enter the year of the Luger Scooter, so we'll see how that goes. You gotta pick up some copies of that. I found a Russian one in my bulk bin, so I'm pretty happy. And I found out I already owned two foils from when I played it in Etron during Companion Meta, so I'm big. Nice. Fan. I only had to buy one. So, um, anything else for big decks, or do you guys want to move on to best cards? Yeah, I think I think I'm good. I think I'm ready to move on. Kevin, Kevin, you want to go first? I can this go time? cards. Yeah. What cards Ooh, are your favorite in 2023? Best. Oh, oh god! I'm like, what, what was, it's so hard to remember. Like, what is this year versus yeah, uh, previous years? Here? I kind of just went with the cards that came out, um, you know, in this this year's uh, sets. So we had like, um, uh, Phyrexia All will be one. We had March of the Machines, or is it Mother of Machines? I can't remember. Yeah, that was one. And then uh, Whoa, Aftermath. And Whoa. Then Lost Caverns. Yeah, yeah, and then Caverns. Those were the the decks that came out this year. We're not the decks, the sets. Mm, sets yeah. This so. is going to be tough. I know I'm going to miss some big ones because I haven't fully thought about it less than I should have. I would think sure. there'd be a yeah. Grand Slam home run, whatever, well, right yeah, away with I Shield think, Dread. Uh, what, what's your Grand Slam home Why don't you go ahead? Yeah, you, you, you're the prepared one. Shield Dread. <laughs> would you Shield Dread the Apocalypse. Yeah, Shield Dread's oh, a good yeah, one. Yeah. I think I think Fastlands, finishing the Fastlands yep. set is the big one for Pioneer. Uh, it started yeah. at the start of the year, so a lot of people forget about it, but it did start this year. So... Shieldred wasn't this year, yes, though, it was. right? Phyrexia came out February 10th, 2023. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brothers of War was the um, last set. Well, which Phyrexia? Uh, Phyrexia will be one. Yeah. Because last year okay. we had Brothers of okay. War and Dominator United, so we didn't have Shieldred in that. Oh, no, Dominator United was Shieldred. He's right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, oh, it, was it? That he's right, he's right, he's right. Shieldred came is out. It? Shieldred technically oh, came out darn. in okay. March of Machines, and Shieldred the Apocalypse came okay, out. Okay, never mind then. He's right. Yeah, okay. okay. I was, I was like, the, yeah, okay. Okay, I Fastlands then. I agree, Fastlands. Yeah, so Fastlands not Shieldred, sorry. Um, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Frexa All Will Be One also had uh, Atraxa, which is yeah. obviously really big and popular mm -hmm. in the format. That one. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, we so would, yeah, do you want to go to the buy set? So just we can make it easier for everyone. So talking sure. about what cards. Yeah, let's go Frexia. a little bit. Let's, well, right now it's Frexel will be one. Is there any other cards for Frexel one that we, we can okay. save for the year? Yeah, just the fast lens for me. Well, attracts as well. Attracts Tyvar. Uh, I don't know. Tyvar didn't have a great Tyvar year. probably doesn't make the top no, ten. No, I wouldn't say yeah. so. All right, March of Machines. Um, 
Knight, Errant uh, of Eros, right? Knight, Errant of Eros was a big one from that set. Okay. I think that is just the the one from that set. Nothing else from that set was really impactful. Um, I can't really think of anything. I guess there was like, uh, like I can think of cards that like saw play in some decks, like Heliod. Heliod saw play like in Chandra. Yeah, Chandra mm-hmm. uh, making a Lotus with combo, like not absolute cancer to try to like get going. Um, now. What, what we had a couple. I mean, I would say there's a lot of cards that were not really impactful, but they had support things like what wasn't Polychronos in that as well. Uh, Polychronos was no? in March Machines, yeah. And like he he's also playing Mono Green, and like you said, Heliod as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of they, they didn't really stand out, but there were some cards that kind of became you know part of other decks. And then we uh, obviously yeah, have yeah. we also have to give the honorable mention to the set that literally did nothing. Uh, March Machines, the aftermath. Um, the most playable Ooh. card in that set is probably Samlet for Bard Glass. Did what about uh, Pia? Oh, like, well, Pia had its that, Pia that, had that its moment. Fell off, Pia had its Pia moment. Yeah. But I'll, I'll give you that one. Pia had its moment. What about that's it. what about Co- Copper Coat Vanguard in Humans? That seemed pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that was also yeah. That was also <sighs> you guys. I was gonna try to make this set a flaw. It, it it is one of those sets that has a couple sneaky yeah. little uh, constructive so sides. Exactly. And I mean, it, like again, underwhelming. There was the one. The one card for is it uh, creativity? The uh, volcanic whatever thing that uh, volcanic spite you know, was OG March. Was that March? Yeah, it was March, not uh, aftermath. It was March of Machines. Okay, but so that was another. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's, still, that's still one. Um. Yeah. Wild Zumble Drain. Uh, Beanstalk was the popular card. Yeah. It, did, it, did it have an effect on much as mainstream Pioneer? Mm. No, but it still was a, the card that got kind of had its week where everyone was trying to break. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. To... Well, I mean, for me, the the card that I was trying to break nonstop was uh, Agatha Soul Cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Soul Cauldron, Beseech the Mirror, right? Um, all that other stuff. When we tried for a while, tried, just not not in Pioneer, modern, oh. yes. And then I, uh, and then we move on to Lost Caverns of Exile. And obviously, we have all the Discover cards. Those yep. kind of had their little moment. Uh, we Amalia, also, of course, yeah, Amalia, Warden of the Inner Scott, like mm-hmm. uh, La Cavern of Souls, like Lost Caverns of Exile. I think with Frexo, all will be one. I think we're the two big sets for Pioneers here. Uh, right at the start, right at the end. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot. I mean, I thought decks got better, but. We didn't really add a lot, and that, that's that's kind of disappointing. And that leads me into the the last question, or not the last one, second to the last question. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys is what were the biggest flops or like the letdowns of twenty twenty three? I would say again, March of the Machines, uh, uh, Wilds of Old Drain, kind of a letdown for me. Yeah, those sets just didn't end up like doing anything too too great. Um, I didn't really expect anything from Aftermath, so I can't really be like, oh, that's a disappointing me. It was just kind of like. I don't know, it was like a Fallen Empire set that kind of had like one playable, two playable cards. Um I, I, I think I think there was more letdown cards that I was really excited mm-hmm. about going in. Uh I was really excited about uh the Ancient One. Um that's at least yeah. a memorable one from more recent time. Uh Phyrexian Tribal with Phyrexian One uh will be one yeah. being spoiled. I was really excited about that, but that never really became a thing. Or with March of Machine, I think it was. With March of Machine, um, um battles were kind of a letdown for me yeah battles sucked i was i i i found the only playable one which was tovada and Gobicon. well gobacon vision of gobacon i guess but no one's nope. really playing that anymore yeah, a, card got cut, a card's got a card's got it's starting to get cut it's still see some playing like spirits yeah. and such but 
I I I I want that to be the one that made Tolvada playable. And I kind of Kevin, you have anything it. you want to add to the list? Ah, uh, yeah, probably a lot. But you know, like I said, Agus is Soul Cauldron. I, I was constantly trying to find a card deck for that yeah, card. It's a flop. Um, that's probably the biggest one for me. That was a bit of a flop. Um, I would say every piece of equipment as well. I wanted. I wanted equipment and vehicles to be so good this year, and I just felt like they they all kind of fell flat. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about this year for Bard class? Do you think Bard class got a lot better? Do you think it was like yeah, it got better? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we got the the new uh, what's her name, uh, the one that taps for mana, basically uh, helps you combo off uh, uh, one turn oh, faster. Ruby. Yeah, Ruby's good. Ruby's um, not really. I guess it's somewhat pioneer related, but Kevin was saying, hey, you know. Arena got more stuff, but we still don't have Arena, or we still have Pioneer, Pioneer on Arena, and that kind of pissed me off. I think it's just it's been a trickle of 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 stuff. You know, we've gotten really bad. I think we had like what one one of those. What are they called? Um, anthologies. Yeah, we had like one anthology, and it was garbage. Um, we had when we just got. Cons of Tarkir, it's a fun drafting format. It has like absolutely no impact on Pioneer though. Uh, well, what else did we get this year? We got Shadow. Okay, Shadows of Rendered Remastered was nice, but still, we're still so far away. Like it needs to come out in full, or maybe not in full, but like that the top 100 cards that we're missing need to come out by next year, the end of next year. Yeah, there's still needs to be a lot of cards. I I think we're. I think if anything, we're moving a little bit further away from Explorer and like the the MTG Arena ma- melding Explorer with Pioneer. I think we're moving a little mm-hmm. bit further from that, which I'm okay. That'll with. do. Oh, I, well, I guess. I mean, I mean, if there's nothing else you guys want to talk about for flops or letdowns, maybe I can go for it. Uh, move that into the next part. So, you know, if we do get more, you know, a, a how can I say a more Pioneer light on Arena. Uh, what would that look like, like in twenty twenty four? How do you think that's going to affect? Like, what's your what's your guys's wish list uh, for Pioneer next year? I think the first thing Mine, we have to yeah. figure out is the we have to remember at least is the fact that we now are we have confirmed that we are getting um, Pioneer Masters at the end of the year. So that means that we're going to have some yeah. powerful cards enter. So your hopes and dreams can be a lot higher than what they originally were. And personally, I would love to see Phantasmal Image in the format. I think that would be really great for the format. I want to see. Odyssey. But that's not actually in Pioneer, though. Nope. I mean, it's a Masters deck, not a not a Horizons deck. What? Right? Masters just be like reprints, right? Or like nah, Phantasmal Image is the two mana from like what M thirteen? That, we'll that's what it. I thought too. Oh, okay. it's a Masters. Not oh, okay, sure. Maybe they're reprinting cards. I I thought about it like cards that I want to see also in the set. I want to see them reprint. No. I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. There was the segue of we're getting like a lot of reprints and things of like cards, okay. and I was trying to like say that I want Phantasmal Image in the set. Those were two separate thoughts. I I should have said something okay. more. Okay. Yeah, Pioneer and Arena. Yeah. I agree. I think that we need to have that on there. Like I said, you know, I haven't had a chance to really play a lot of paper magic. I want to be able to go to these big events, these RCQs. I have no way of testing and, and practicing. You know, we got to get uh smuggler's copter. That should be in the next anthology. That needs to be on, on arena. Um, anyways, uh, what else, what other things would you guys like to see? Maybe a, not, not arena. I mean, if you have, something you want to talk about that's related to arena that's fine but other than arena what other things do you want to see happen in pioneer in 2024 uh i don't know about anything arena particularly but obviously it'd be nice if the rest of them ended up getting their um 
respective cards. Kevin, anything for you? You have any wish list for next year? No, yeah, I'd like to see Arena just kind of, like you said, just finish the job, get get there, would, <laughs> stop playing on us. Would that so. bring a lot more people to the paper, you know, version, or I guess, you know, paper I think that would make a big difference. I think there's definitely people that play on Arena that just don't, are, are like, oh, well, I know the Arena meta, I don't know what's different in Pioneer. Like, they just, you know, not yeah. tuned into what's the actual physical paper, because what they play is just a different, you know, it's what they play and it's going to continue to be what they play. And they're not going to be like, Oh, I'll borrow a pioneer deck and play at this tournament Yeah, because who knows what it's going to be like for them. So the jump, do you think it'll be easier once we get pioneer arena for them to just go right into a, a paper event? Yeah, I think so. And yeah, again, connected to that, I want to see more events. You, you said we're only getting like what one season for the RCQs of pioneer next year. I want to see wizards do more to kind of balance out all of the the formats like in the off season give people a reason to play pioneer when there's a standard rc you know season you know because you know people are, don't want to grind the only people that are going to events to grind are going to be like the, the 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 maybe not the pro players but like the uh you know the grinders and stuff like that there's no place for people just to have fun playing pioneer and i think that really that needs to be improved in 2024. So, like, give me more Magic Fest, Magic Cons, regionals, uh, game days. Give me more reasons to play that aren't related to the RC season. Yeah, like, I think uh, they haven't confirmed uh, our, our, um, PT uh, sets or what the PT yeah. format's going to be. So, if the PT format is Pioneer, that'd be kind of dope. I think, yeah. I think, I don't know if they announced what Seattle will be yet. I don't think. I think. They already yeah. announced that'll be standard for Chicago. I don't know about Seattle. I don't know what they picked for Worlds next year, but it would be nice to see a lot more Pioneer uh, being openly played. Uh, obviously, one I think one out of three cycles a year being Pioneer Modern. Uh, sorry, one, one the three cycle the three seasons being Modern Era and Pioneer Standard is pretty fair for every set to try to get their or sorry for every format to try to get their own games going. I think that'd be really nice for them. Um, I just kind of my, my personal wish list for is we get a lot more of these cards that kind of just like I kind of want a lot more of these hate cards to be a little bit more fair. So a little mm-hmm. bit more hate for other things. Um, I kind of want more interaction than Pioneer. I want better interaction. So whatever that looks like, get lost is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think like if there's more, more reprints, cards, maybe more cards. I want to see more cards like added back. Like I, I love that we're, we're slowly getting the triple down growth. of like Cavern, Liliana, like a lot of these yeah. cards. Uh, I want them to just start sending them more, like, on a reprint path. Come on, we got modern, this. Modern reprints? Path. Yeah, yeah. Do well, it, do it. Not trying to, like, make Pioneer into what modern used to be in, like, 2014. Uh, I'd rather Pioneer... You don't have to make it one for one, but there's yeah. definitely a couple more cards they could add in, I think. Like like I like I was trying to say at the start, like, Phantasmal Image would be great, because that just goes into so many different things. Yeah, let's find a good balance that where it's not, like, Horizons level broken type stuff, but, you know, it also... Like a lot of the reprints that we've had, like this year and you know last year, like they didn't really break the format. They're just nice additions, you know. Like Liliana is great, you know. She's not busted. Uh, Caverns is great. It's not busted. Yeah, and I think I think something cool that maybe they can bring back that I think was I I was never a part of this. I was barely uh, alive at this point. Uh, but for eighth edition, uh, what they did was is they pulled people they they posted on Twitter or somewhere uh, where you could vote between two cards and one of the cards gets printed into the set. 
Uh, this is why we have Blood Moon and Snaring Bridge in Modern specifically. Uh, uh, so if there's more things like that, more inter- more more people being interacted with for cards mm-hmm. that are actually getting reprinted in the sets that would impact Standard, would impact Pioneer, uh, that'd yeah. be really sick. You know, more 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 of that stuff. I don't know why they stopped, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Well, I'm looking forward, looking forward to 2024. Looking forward to more uh, more episodes with you guys. Um, Kevin, you still hanging in there? I know you're really tired. Yep, yep, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm about to. Right, I'm about to come up on my year of doing the podcast with y'all. It's gonna be really exciting. Yeah. Um, kind of. Oh, wild. definitely. Kind of. We, we've. That's been. You know, maybe that's been the best thing for Pioneer this year. Yeah, Ashok being the mainstay. Hi, I don't worry, guys. I got y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, we always appreciate you coming on the show. I think that it uh, adds a lot of. You know, relevance to the format, mm-hmm. and you know, just we we like hearing your opinions. Some uh, gravitas for our podcast. I, I like having a space where I'm actually able to say <laughs> my opinions, and people ask me about them because I feel like I I feel like I put a lot of effort into magic. Magic is basically mm-hmm. my life. I go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work eight hours at a card store. I come home. I play Vintage Cube. I play Pioneer. So literally, a majority of my day is just Magic: The Gathering. So nice, nice. Yeah, it's good to be able to talk about it. Well, hey, I also go to work for eight hours, but I'm thinking about magic. So. <laughs> <laughs> not not always quite the same thing, but uh, hmm. I think a lot of people out there will empathize. Of course. Well, we're going to take her off. All right. Anything else you wanted to talk about today, Ryan? No, Otherwise, I'm good. Bring Thank you guys for coming on to talk about uh, 2023. Uh, of course, thank you guys all for listening. Um, if you guys want to have hear more of our content as we're going into the next year, make sure to follow us on MTG Pioneer at Twitter at Twitter at MTG. How do I how do I say at things? MTG Pioneer on, on Twitter, Twitter at MTG Pioneer? It's actually called X, but don't worry about that. Uh, also, find a link to our Discord because our Discord is full of other fun Magic players who talk about Pioneer, and you can talk to us, see deck lists, see things that we're posting as we're talking about them, uh, all that kind of fun stuff. And you guys can find me on uh, Twitter as well at uh, Yo Japan Hobbyist. I posted all the links to these uh, results that we talked about in today's episode on there. So definitely go check those out if you want to see those more in depth. And Ashiak, especially yes. What up? It's your boy Ashiak. We're going towards the end of it. Um, I wanted to. I don't really have any like shout outs or anything other than myself on Twitter at Dreams of Ashiak. Um, yeah, I ain't got no shout outs this week. So I hope everyone's having a good holiday for whatever you celebrate i hope uh everyone's having a nice safe time this year it's kind of weird personally because i'm in edmonton and it's usually like minus 25 with six feet of snow or something ridiculous huh. so uh we mm-hmm. have no snow right now so it's kind of weird so uh i hope everyone's having a good fun safe christmas if they celebrate christmas obviously yeah it's been a little uh snowless here in chicago too i would love to you know have the ground freeze you know oh, yeah. <laughs> so my dogs would stop getting so yeah, muddy by the time they go outside yeah, exactly. it was, uh... It was 72 in Tokyo at midnight uh, the other day. I don't know what that means. I'm Canadian. Yeah, it's it was uh, 21, 22 Celsius. Oh, wow. That's warm. Like at midnight. That. Yeah, it's bad. Yuck. All right. Well, that's going to bring us into our show. Thank you guys all for listening. Thank you all out there for being our listeners because that's what we like. And uh, that's awesome. So <laughs> we're your first Pioneer's podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source. Pioneer information online. And I'm going to give it to Ash Yak. Thank you for joining oh, us for this last year. How do you want to close out oh, our God, show today? This is so much pressure. Um, you know, we are – gosh, I have to think of a word. You know what? We'll go with where Amelia Combo infinite our deck out. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs>